Here we go. We're up and about. Episode 49. Back with Hicksy again. Three on the trot. How you been, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Um, glad to be back. Um, week gone very quickly, actually. It has. It has. We felt like yesterday we were here. Um, but I've been well. And yourself, how have you been? Ah, good, mate. Good. Had basketball again last night. Boys got two Ws in a row. I heard that. I checked the scores and, yeah, the boys are on fire. How was the, uh, how was the match? SC Flyers are flying, mates. Um, we had about three outs, so uh, we had to... We had to look at the uh, what's it called the on the side where you look it up on the NBA fantasy the waiver. Oh, the waiver! I had to pick yeah, them up the off the waiver. A couple of boys came in and uh, yeah, we got the chockies done, which was all right. And personal performance? Um, no, I think I got carried this week, which is which was about time. I'd done about three weeks in a row. So, no, basketball's going good, mate. Uh, footy's just around the corner. You smell it, can't you? Nine yeah. days away, I think it is. So, practice matches from you. Any updates? Yeah, so we had one on Saturday over at Cobram. Um, nice and warm this time of the year, so um, boys are blowing early, but you normally do in practice matches. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a good hit out. Um, first one, we've got two more to come. Uh, and then we had a golf day on Sunday, so I had a pretty, yeah, um, fun sport-filled weekend. Didn't get the chockies in golf, but had some fun. Supercoach points for the practice match? Uh, yeah, I think I got my average from last year, just over 120-something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard your stocks are flying at the moment on that. Well, you do take your kick-ins, you play on every time. So It's funny you said 120 because I heard that's what you shot on Sunday as well. <laughs> yeah, we only played nine. <laughs> 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 oh, love it, love it. What else is happening in the sporting world? Well, let me tell you. Let's get into it. We've got Liverpool absolutely clapping the dots, if you will, of uh, Manchester United. It's funny because we haven't talked about EPL for a while, and then as soon as I saw that score, I was like, I know what we're talking about first. Oh, I've I've just missed EPL the last couple of weeks, you know. I've been a little bit flat on it. Um, I've got no other reason, but for some reason, I'm up and about. And what happened? Tell me, Talk me through it. So, um, basically, Manchester United are sitting third at this stage, and um, you might have seen that I put on the SC social story, like I refer to every week. Um, before the game, they were saying, oh, you know, Manchester United, they're looking good. They're looking real good here. And then uh, Liverpool were up 1-0, I think, at half time, and then they just come marching through and kicked another Wet six. Wet sail, jeez. Um, but... The funny thing was that I shared on the story was Gary Neville used to play for Manchester United was going, I actually thought Manchester United played better in the first half and he goes, Liverpool weren't that good. It's like, mate, bloody hell. I think you've got to play half okay to kick seven. Oh, I think so. Um, but, yeah, so Liverpool's flying. Chelsea's still going crap. Um, so I'm I'm just loving life in terms and of uh, the round ball. West Ham still down the bottom. So 16th at the moment they yeah, are. Yeah, I know. 23 Not- points, but there's only a th- – Three-point log jam between the last five or six spots. So it's going to be tight. Shed's lead in 17th. They're just one point below you. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting come – well, there's not that long to go now. I'd say – I should know off the top of my head how many games have gone. I think there's about 12 games left for the year. So um, I'll calendars for the end of there because Liverpool are storming home. Um, you had the F1 Verstappen, um, Shed's favourite man who he talks about for about five minutes in every podcast while we all go to the toilet. Uh, uh, he got the win at Bahrain um, yesterday, I think it was. Um, so well done to him. Ja Morant has signed on with the Comancheros um, in the NBA at the moment. So he's absolutely flying there what as well. What an idiot. Gee, oh. We'll get into that later on. Um, I want to know your thoughts. Uh, the cricket, the Aussies beat the Indians over there to go to the Test Championships final. Which we're back, we're back. The Aussies, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a good win that finally they doctored the pitch and we still got a chance to win. So 
Well, yeah, I heard that the test matches are going to be shortened down to two days now because it's becoming an absolute joke. Oh, it's ridiculous. But um, congratulations to Todd Murphy as well. The safe arrival of his uh, firstborn, Rat Coley. <laughs> he is his dad. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Four matches got him out three times, I think. So, fuck you, Rat. We hate him. Oh, he'd be loving that. Absolutely loving that. NRL on the weekend. The Nomad Dolphins were super. The Dolphins. They did it again. Even though it was their first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're looking bloody good at the moment. Um, Melbourne Storm as Mel- well. Melbourne Storm got up. Uh, Cowboys got up by one point. Uh, so... All the, all the right signs. Rabbitohs had a good win as well, which um, we'll get into later on. And the AFL is not that far away. You know it's not far away when you see Slobo on AFL 360 <laughs> just trying to spit out a sentence. You go, geez, footy must be close. Oh, it's coming around the corner and I can't bloody wait. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I think I can wait a little bit because um, one thing I did do on Friday was go down to Moorabbin. Oh, you did go say uh, St Kilda versus Bendigo Bombers, was it? Yeah, I think it was the Way I Bombers. It was <laughs> because we got down there and we thought, ah, oh, won't be too bad to get in there. And it was too light lining up to go to the G. It was like, what's going on here? And I think we got there a quarter time and Bombers are up. So I'm thinking in for a Happy good day days, in yeah. here. And to line up to get a drink or to get food or anything took about 20 minutes and then come back after half to, at to half time and we're down. And then uh, – yeah, by the time we literally f- sat down and got a seat, yeah, it was over. So, And what was the end score? I uh, don't know because it's a practice match. I don't oh, think yeah. they actually keep scores. That's fair enough. From all reports, uh, Essendon's gone from top four to <laughs> bottom four very quickly from one practice match. It takes one game, I know. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to it. We will go into the deep dive on the uh, eight teams from eighth to fourth, I should say, or eighth to fifth. Yep. So that will be... Who have you got first? Bulldogs? Yeah, doggies I think I've got. Richmond. And then you've got Brisbane and I'll finish it off with Freo before next week's um, extravaganza episode. Which Big we'll, 50 as well. Big 50. Raise the bat. We That's haven't got me. there yet. Might have to bring the bat in. We brought the uh, cricket helmet in, but we might have to bring the bat in next week to just raise it. I think the boys are a bit in the nervous 40s. That's what it is. That's yeah. what's keeping them away. Get through this one and we'll be right. Uh, anything else from the sporting world you want to get into? No, I think we've pretty much covered it all. Um, TPC Sawgrass, actually. Oh, yes, that's Friday. Which will be interesting. Um, no Cam Smith, though. He's not allowed to play. But he said he's because he lives around the corner, he's just going to go watch. Really? <laughs> yeah. If they let him, let him in, I guess. But Is that due to live golf? Yeah, due to live. So so Dustin Johnson would be out as yeah, well. Yeah, there's a fair few that are out. Um, but it's, it's super good. I think it starts at 4 a.m., so set your alarm clocks, get up early and – I love it. What do you, you think of the full swing on Netflix? Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I keep meaning to watch it and I just haven't watched it. What yeah. did you think? Well, like the first couple of episodes are good for those that have watched it. I don't want to give any spoilers away, um, even though if you're a sporting nut, you probably would have watched it listening to this. But um, the first couple of episodes you've got like Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, I thought was really, really good. And then towards the end of it, it's like they're sort of running out of people to talk yeah. to. Not that they're... They're PGA fucking golfers, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, but I feel like the stories, I don't know, it's sort of it tailed off a little bit, but it was really, really good to start. So, and Isn't it funny that they started filming like when the live thing was happening, so they got like, probably the best time yeah. in golf recently to film. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Um, we'll go to a break now while I figure out what we can talk about because we've just covered every sport in the world. So we'll be back.
All right. I'm going to hit you between the eyes of this one for a would you rather, just to start it off. No questions with uh, questions without notice, sort of like they do on right. SCN. Go bang. Would you rather um, get a massive Nike deal for $200 million? Yep. Get to play for the second best team in the West in the NBA and be a franchise player with the future ahead of you, millions and millions of dollars, be a great player um, and be exciting. Sounds pretty good. Or would you rather have a gun (laughs) in a nightclub video um, on Instagram Live and beat up a 17-year-old and then um, also be accused of a lot of other things with a firearm relation? I think I'll stick with A. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a smarter thing for 99% of the world except for one NBA player. Well, it's happened previously in the past. We're obviously talking about Ja, ja Morant. <laughs> I should clarify for those <laughs> that don't watch get- the NBA, but how how stupid can you get? Like he's already had these few incidents that have happened and then for this to continue on like. Yeah. And I think it, the new age of phones as well, technology isn't helping either. No. Nah. Because – they just get on there, and once it's out there, it's out there forever. Like anyone can see it. He's um he's been called Clarence at the moment on uh, social media, like just like eight mile, <laughs> yeah. because he went to a private school, had the nicest life, and then he moves into Memphis and um, thinks he's a gangster. Yeah, thinks he's a gangster. So I don't know what's going on in the brain department there, but yeah, not much really. Um, in terms of the NBA, it's not too far away from the playoffs now. We got about five or six weeks. Um, Jokic is all but wrapped up the MVP at this stage. Every game that he's had a triple-double in, in, they have won. So um, for people saying that he's stat pad now, I reckon that sort of shuts that up a bit. But um, Celtics are going okay. The Knicks are actually going okay. I'm surprised Cody hasn't come back on um, to talk about them a little bit. Um, What about your Pelicans? Yeah, don't know really. I haven't really been paying (laughs) attention to them. They're not in the winner's column, but. Um, no, they're, they're, I think they're point five hundred, which means that their wins and losses are exactly the same. Oh, so, um, what else is happening in the world of sport? You had UFC happen um, Sunday time. I'm just losing track of days here. John Jones, after three years off, just comes back in and says, "Boys, how do you want it? All right, I'll give him submission in the first round." And he went in and literally did that. Um, he got one kick in the nuts about twenty seconds in, and you're like, "Oh, that doesn't look pleasant." Then you just come in absolutely wrecked the number one contender in the world, took the belt and just said, right, I've always will see it the next fight with barely a scratch on him besides on his nuts. So Thank you very much, eh? So, yeah, they um, they reckon it's, he's the undisputed goat now, um, going up from the light heavyweight to the heavyweight now. He, he looks a bit pudgier, but, hey, if he, if he can do it, uh, anyone can. Um, and then in the women's, in the co-main event fight, Shevchenko was the champion. She was paying very, very short odds. I think it was about $1.07 she was paying. She got done by submission Ooh. to, um, I believe she was Italian or Mexican, I should say, um, woman who come in and submitted her with this awesome-ass finish move where Shevchenko come through to do that fly kick from around the back and she jumped on her back, took her down and did a team all, in this, all, all within milliseconds and um, chat with Tapped the champ out. I'm struggling with my words here, but there was a video that was surfacing around when she took her hand off her neck. You could see the line from where her elbow mark was, how yellow it was compared to the red on her face. And like, yeah, Jeez. brutal stuff. Um, like we talked about last week, you saying that you'd love to punch someone's rights in, like Cody <laughs> <a> said. <laughs> but 
don't think you'll be doing it um, this week around. What else is happening? You've got the NRL. Yeah, well, we touched on it as we like to do at the start. Um, yeah, it wasn't touch on rugby, but we do like to touch on, but <laughs> it is going well. Next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we um, talked about the Storm. It was, a, I think, 20th or 21st round one win in a row. That's just that's ridiculous. So they're doing uh, wonders in round one. Um, your boys, Bulldogs? Cowboys. Cowboys. Sorry, I was going to say Bulldogs because the Bulldogs are absolutely smoked by Sea Eagles. That's Shano's team. Oh, bad luck, Shano. I knew it was one of them. Well, that's who he's tipped. He goes for Storm, but he goes, boys, get on the Bulldogs this year. No. Nah. Nah. Cowboys, uh, yeah, one-point winners. Yeah. There. And like we said at the start, the Dolphins getting up for their first win. Over the Roosters, who are yes. premiership favourites as well. My contenders. Yeah. Um, and as I was researching the results, I actually came up, there's a stand documentary on the Dolphins called Dawn of the Dolphins. So, so it must be about how they're starting up and how they're going. So hopefully they got some footage from the weekend. Yeah, and like I said to you, off I think Dawn Fraser might be uh, <laughs> featuring in that documentary. <laughs> That's strike two. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire in the second segment. Um, but just on that, did you see Cam Munster's um, finger? Nah, I didn't. Oh, I'll show you the photo now. It is gross. I only reckon it. he's going to miss probably like four weeks or something. Look at that. Is it from this? His bones popping out on one of these things. If you do have a look at it, it is gross. And like, no, nah, he's probably only two to four weeks. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what that feels like. I don't reckon. I think ridiculous. I'm telling you that much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, good on him. Um, yeah, NBA. Like I said, not much to chat on about there, but. Yeah, the Aussies, Todd Murphy's dad, they've got the test. <laughs> Todd Murphy's dad, they've got a test coming up against India again this week, which should be interesting to watch. But let's ramp up the AFL chat now. Um, just on the cricket, they're playing at a stadium that's 132,000 seats. Bullshit. It's ridiculous. I think they're going to break the record for the most, um, the biggest attendance at a test match. The previous record was like 91,000 at 2013 Ashes at the G. And this one, 132,000 people. Like you said lining up for a drink on Friday night was bad. Imagine there. Yeah. If anyone can get us tickets to that too. <laughs> Superbox. <laughs> yeah. Please let us know. Yeah. Superbox. If uh, Todd Murphy gets out for rat again. <laughs> we'll be godparents. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go over and see it. I've actually been to India before and it is like carnage over there. Like, yeah. It looks at people everywhere. But like even outside the stadium, it's like there's poverty around the stadium. Yeah. But then you're like, you look inside the stadium, you're like, oh, it's like. Not a bad yeah. little stadium there, but yeah, it's crazy Different scenes. World. Crazy scenes. All right, time for some AFL now, mate. Who you got to kick us off with? We spoke about it earlier. We touched on. We touched on it at the start. So I'll kick us off um, with the Western Bulldogs. So, uh, finished eighth last year, just snuck in, I think, because um, Collingwood beat Carlton. Just love to bring that up. Um, they lost to Freo in the first round of finals by two goals. They were up by bulk at halftime <laughs> yep. too. So pretty much a choke there. Um, only a few players have come in for them. Um, obviously, Liam Jones have come in, has come in. Yeah, he's not at Carlton. No, he's not at Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> and Rory Lobb, um, obviously a big move across from Freo. Um, on that trade thing on Netflix or Amazon or one of those, I think it went down to the last 30 seconds or something, that trade. So um, they're good to have him because they've lost Josh Shackey to the Ds, Rocky Hunter to the Ds, Josh Dunkley, probably the biggest trade Um this year, or last year, sorry. Uh, he's gone to the Lions, Zane Cordy to the Saints, and then retired like Steph Martin and Mitch Wallace, which um, I think that's why they brought Roy Lobb in as well, to cover for Steph Martin. And their first draft pick was, his name's Jeff, Jeff <laughs> Bussinglinger. 
<laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah. yeah. Bustin Linger, was he at Ravenclaw? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bustin Linger. He's my new favourite player. I'm off and about. He's a key defender, which I think their forwards are stacked. Like Norton, Bruce, um, Hugo Hagen, Darcy. You throw in Lobb as well. Um, maybe could push one of those down back. I think they've used Sam Darcy last year down back. Then you got Keith. Um, Keith Jones, who's just yeah, come in. And Gardner? Yeah, my, yeah, it would be Gardner. You're right. Yeah, Gardner. Um, and their mids, they've got superstar mids in there. You know, Bondapalis, Libertore, McRae, and then Smith and Trelaw on the outside. Um, so I see them, I think, with what they've lost and what they've picked up and just scraping into finals last year, I think they're going to miss the eight this year. Yep. Um, they do have a lot of star power and they probably haven't reached their potential with those players. Like Marcus Bond's player is an absolute jet and he's my player to watch actually this year because I really want him to get back to where he was a couple of years ago when he was just dominating. With um, Speaking of that, with Robbo putting him in at number three on the list, do you agree with that? If he plays at his top potential, yes, of course, but obviously a down year last year, um, he's probably the player that needs to lift to help this team because he's their best player by far, I reckon. Yeah, so my, I don't think they make the AD though. I agree with you on that. But my player to watch, um, you've had Dunkley leave. You've had Hunter leave, like you just said. Um, Bontepalli, we know what he can do, but I think Bailey Smith is his year to really step up yep. and then become that A grader consistently, um, whether that's him playing consistently on ball or he stays on the wing, whatever it might be. But, yeah, I think he has to have a massive year for them to play finals. But, um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, there you go. So they say Western Bulldogs missed the eight. Interesting. Um, so where, whereabouts in particular do you think they finish? Oh, anywhere between nine and 18. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well saved. I'm going to go – I'll go with 11th. They finish 11th. Oh, geez, slider. Richmond now in 7th. Um, everyone's been big on the in the off-season and no one more so than yourself. Yep. Um, I'm going to play the devil's advocate a bit here now because I know where you're going to head with them. Don't mind it. Uh, you got your ins, which everyone knows about, Hopper, Taranto and Bradkey as their draft pick, um, I believe, um, and their outs. Now, this is something that people haven't really talked about as much. Yes, we talked about Castagna last week or George, George Costanza, but they've also got Jake Arts has been delisted. Uh, Josh Caddy retired slash delisted, depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> Collier Dawkins as well, who had really high hopes as a player. He was drafted in the teens only a few years ago. Um, Shane Edwards, you got Lambert um, and Parker and Stack as well that are being yeah. outs. And so, like, from the ins, I was literally – there hasn't been as many ins, but um, they're your notable outs as well. But a player to watch for me is Liam Baker this year. He is awesome and hard at it. Um, he's your player he's as well. He's mine too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> he, he's your perfect role player and any other AFL team would want him in your 22. Yep. Um, obviously played forward, played down back. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with him now with a stacked forward line. Um, I presume he's going to play on the back flank. But, yeah, Richmond, I, I think they bounce back even though they made seventh last year. It sounds weird to say, but I feel like they just sort of scraped in towards the end there. Um, for me, they're just going to finish in the top four, third or fourth. Yeah, nice. I like it. I agree with you. I think they'll finish third. Um, and my player to watch was actual um, Liam Baker. Um, 
he just attacks the ball so hard and attacks the players so hard. Um, he's one of those guys who hates to lose. There's people yeah. who love to win, but there's people who hate to lose, and I think he's one of those who just hate to lose. Um, but they do, yeah, have picked up obviously Hopper and Taranto, who be huge through their midfield, especially with Cochin um, going towards the end of his career. And Dusty Martin, it depends how much forward mid time. I think it'd probably be seventy forward, thirty mid. You'd assume, especially with um, Taranto and Hopper. There's two ways to look at it with Taranto and Hopper. I reckon, like they finished. At GWS in the bottom four last year, so you're like, yes, their list wasn't as good, but maybe have they overpaid a little bit? I'm not too sure. Yeah. They were stocks that they needed, but then you also look at it and they played in the grand final four years ago. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they go. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I reckon uh, Liam Baker to watch and hopefully Tommy Lynch could have a big year as well. And um, I'll go another Tom, um, Tom Brown, local boy. I just hope he gets a game in the back line. Um, I think he'll work very well with those uh, broads and grimes and tarrant down there. Beautiful. All right, on to the next one, mate. Who we got? Um, sixth place. Yes, I've got Brisbane. Finished sixth place. Um, a lot of talk about them this offseason. A lot of talk about it. I like it. Uh, they were four points down to Richmond in the first final and then Joey Danaher kicked one from the square with a minute to go. That's right. And Lockie Neal, the pig, had 39. <sighs> Accumulating. Um, and then the semis, they beat the D's by two goals. And yeah. then it got to um, the preliminary final and Geelong smoked them by 71 points. So, well, just saying that, Geelong had two good weeks at, in there in the grand final by, what, 80? Jeez, I want to see a close grand final this oh, year. it'd be nice. We're six months in advance, but anyway, it'd be good to we'll see. we get through round one. <laughs> exactly. Continue, sorry. Um, the players they've lost, Mitch Robinson uh, retired or delisted, whichever one you want to. Yep. Think. Um, Dan McStay, um, absolute gun, gone to the Pies. Tom Berry's gone to the Suns. Seven disposal, absolute gun, but continue. <laughs> Six goals. And <laughs> Nikai Cockatoo got delisted, but he's been uh, re-rookied. Yeah. And their pickups have been pretty good. Um, Jack Gunson from the Hawks. Yep. Um, and then obviously Josh Dunkley, which you touched on before. And they got your mate Connor McKenna from Dublin. Yeah. You, it's been like an under-the-radar sort of. Yeah, he just slipped in. I didn't even call it a trade. I'd just call it a recruit. Yeah. Yeah. Rocked up to training one day and said, here you go, mate. Have a game. And obviously they got Will Ashcroft, um, who was picked two. And they got another father-son, Jasper Fletcher. So they picked up a few uh, young guns there. Um, I'm going to go big on Brisbane this year, I think. Um, I think they'll finish first. Um, with what they've picked up and what they've lost, um, Dunkley just adds to that midfield of Neil, um, so Neil won't have to carry so much. Um, their forwards, Joe Danaher's finally living up to his potential. Obviously had a few years where he was injured and in and out of Essendon and then traded and a few more injuries. Um, they've got a few big boys down there now. Hip, Hipwood, yep. another big um, forward. Um, but the guy I think is the player to watch um, off the halfback is Kaiden Coleman. I think that's how you say his first name. Um, he's a defender and he's got an elite boot. I went and watched um, Brisbane Richmond at the MCG and he just cut apart the game with his foot disposal. Um, I think he's only 22 as well. So, yeah, he's my player to watch for this year. I'll tell you what, they are pretty stacked now that you think about it. They are. So, like, I was like, who are you going to go with here? Like, that midfield, you've got Ashcroft and Dunkley coming into it. Yep. You've got Neil there. Um, you've got Zorko pushing up forward. And then you've got my player to watch as well, Zach Bailey. Oh, yeah. Um, whether or not he gets that midfield time that he was asking for last year or he stays at half forward or the forward pocket, I should say. Um, 
Yeah, they're, they're absolutely stacked and just listening to that as well, I think they finish in the top four. Um, whereabouts, I'm not too sure. But um, well, we look at their back line as well. Obviously, still got Rich down there. Um, Harris Andrews is down there. Um, Gardner, he's serviceable. At Marcus Adams. And that um, Starkovic, Starkovic. Yep. He is a good one-on-one defender. He is a lockdown defender. Yeah, um, they should be up there. I reckon, yeah. And McCluggage, he's good enough to go in the middle, but you just chuck him on a wing and he just does what he wants, really. Yeah, he's an absolute superstar. So, so. yeah, I reckon um, they'll finish first. Yep. Oh, couldn't agree more with you, and that's a great little synopsis from you there. Fremail in fifth. Now, I tipped them last year to finish in the top four. I was one position shy. I got lipped off for it real hard, <laughs> um, but obviously it still didn't come to fruition, but I think they had a... I think they had a great year last year, but um, I'm a little bit worried about them this year, I think. I think a um, bit of the first – was it first year under John Longmire? Uh, not John Longmire. That's the fucking other <laughs> Justin, coach. Justin Longmire. Longmire. <laughs> you can see how I got confused there. Um, was it the first year under him? I don't think it was, but they they bounced back um, quite well from the, the season they had before that where I think they were 10th. Um, and their ins, they've got Josh Corbett um, in from – Gold Coast, Gold Coast yeah. Luke Jackson from Melbourne. That's a big in. And Yago Mira. Yep. So three really good ins there, but their outs have got Akers, Blake, Blakey, Rory Nob, <laughs> Griffin Logue, and David Tuesday is uh, retired. So a yeah. few ins, few outs. Probably you'd say some higher-end talent ins with Jackson and potentially O'Meara, depending on how you see him. How his body is as well. Um, but, yeah, I feel like... For some reason, I just feel like they they'll drop off minorly next year. I don't don't have a great um, answer as to why. I just think that they'll finish ninth to eleventh. It's just yep. me just me gut feel because, um, like we spoke about last week, that that middle twelve teams that can just go up down any anywhere which way. So yeah, I'm probably the same. I'm, I think there's a few teams below them that'll push up and push Fremantle down. So I see them. Maybe scraping into the eight. I wouldn't be surprised if they miss it. Um, but, yeah, there's just a few teams below them that I reckon are um, going to perform better and just slide them down. Nothing on Fremantle. I just don't think they'll get a whole lot better um, with what they're doing. Um, who was your player to watch, have you said yet? Um, I was going to go – I was just thinking about it as you were saying it. I'm going to go with my player to watch and for this reason, Andrew Brayshaw. I know he's their best player, but the player to watch the reason for it is I think that he'll go close to winning the Brownlow this year. Yeah, well, I don't well, – I wish he had a dunk last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. We got him at like $81. He was leading after like 12 rounds and didn't poll, I don't think, for the yeah. next eight or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think – and it's always hard backing up a good season with another good season because there'll be so much more pressure on him yeah, now. Agreed. Especially because he's in the leadership group, vice captain or whatever. My thoughts be- my thoughts behind it are Will Brody sort of that in and under sort of player. Yep. Um Sarong's Sarong Sarong is a little bit like him in the way he plays, mm-hmm. but I think Brayshaw just has that next little bit of X Factor where he can kick a couple of goals, yep. lay ten tackles in a game as well. Um so now, now I'm starting to talk him up. I reckon, <laughs> nah, I still think they'll finish ninth or 11th, but he might, I just feel like he's just going to have that standout year where he sort of carries the side. Um, my player to watch is, I had two and I couldn't really decide, but I think the one I'm going to go with is Jai Miss. Yes. He's only played a couple of games, um, but with Logue and Lob leaving, um, creates a bit of a hole down forward that he could possibly fill. Um, 
I think the forward line is probably their biggest worry. Um, Fife might play more minutes forward, which could help, but he just can't kick goals. Um, Walters has dropped off in the last few yeah, years. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, where are your goals coming from? Like, Tabernar has to take much of the workload now. So, if, yeah, a young kid like Jai Miss can, um, yeah, cement his spot in that team in the forward line. I reckon that'll go a long way. But the other guy I had was just Hayden Young. I just love him. Yep. And he's, 30, he's 35 games in. He's in the leadership group. So that just shows, you know, what type of player he I is. I can see you're a type of favourite style player. That little yeah. back flank. That I love little... a back flank. And he's left foot out. I don't know. Left footers just look so much better. Yeah. They've uh, Dom Sheed-like. Yeah. Me on both feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so next week we'll have our top four going into the season. Um, any other predictions you want to add into there or questions? There was one actually that you put on the Instagram uh, socials oh, yes. for socials. which are the favourite jerseys and uh, Guernseys, I should say, depending on yeah. what side of the world you're from. I just love different Guernseys and the ones they've been pulling out now for um, pre-season games makes you think about the ones from previous years. There's been some shit ones, but there's been some bloody good ones. Yeah, I I reckon they've got to change it up a bit. Like I know people are a traditional. Um, but like say Essendon and Richmond, they could do, I know they've got the sash and that might be original yeah. jersey, but imagine if the Essendon had like a big plane across the front yeah, of the Yeah, like jersey. retro round. Just bring yeah. back retro round for once a year and, yeah, you'd sell bucket loads. Like that Collingwood swooping one with the magpie with the stripes that go down, or kind of similar to that one we've got behind us here, um, that would sell like bloody hotcakes, and so would um, the Port Adelaide Lightning Bolt. They're the two I put in for that question anyway. Yeah, the big Lightning Bolt ones from Port. I got the Adelaide Crows one. Did you say that? No. I, I got that one sent in as well, their old school one. It's like looks like it's like a 90s VHS yeah. tape. Um, what was one other question I was going to ask you on top of that subject? Thoughts on players having their names on the back of their jerseys? Uh, Guernseys, you've done it again. Uh, no, I don't, I don't like it, no. You reckon it makes it too individualized? Um, I don't know. Just I think just the number by itself looks much better. And if, if you want to know their name, that's why they've got footy records, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so, I, I know I've got a question for you. It's just thought of it then. It's rolling off the tongue. What are your thoughts on co-captains? Don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the no as well. I know you've got 40-odd 40, 40 players on a list, but you don't want two captains holding up the cup. Yeah. Like Sydney, if they had won it last year, they had three captains. Yeah, and – who do you listen to before a game? You know, who does a toss? Do you all go up? Just stuff like that. I think favoring yeah. one captain over the other. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Two different messages coming out. I think it's just one captain and then maybe two vices. But yeah, just one captain. I I agree on that. It's not like the NFL where you've got offense and defense and you can have captains for mm-hmm. both and different groups and all that sort of thing. Maybe if you had, I really like the captain and the two vice captains. I reckon yeah. that's a really yeah. good. Move. And then maybe like three. Deputy vices or emerging leaders. Yeah, and then you go like bottom of the barrel stuff, sort of like Corey, um, <laughs> what he is, but nah. Um, speaking of footy and super coach, have you done your team? I have. I have. Um, Corey, actually, speaking of, is really, really good at super coach. He's finished in the top 2,000, Jeez. like four of the last five years or something like that. So he sort of had a look at my list and um, threw out about 19 Essendon players and just said, <laughs> Let's have a good hard look at it. But I'm quietly confident. So for those that are in the SC Locked group or those wanting to join, we've got our own private group, up to 20 people in it. I might already be gone. I haven't even had a look. Might have 20 people already in it. But join it if you are interested in doing it. It's 20 bucks for the season and I think winner nearly takes it all. So um, how's your team looking? 
I haven't done one yet. Um, but I was going to say, how much do you look into preseason games when you're choosing your side? I think it's valuable for like your rookies and stuff like yeah. that. But in terms of, um, I always like a point of difference, a few point of difference players in there where I go, oh, people won't pick up on him. I don't know. I think I, I act like I know more than what I do. So it's always hard because they don't really put their full teams in. So it's like, do you pick Errol Goulden up yeah. for having forty five and three goals? Cal Mills didn't play, and a few others, so he might not get that midfield time. But you know, you've got to go on winning form. Absolutely. And if you were doing a draft, because I've got my draft next Monday actually for Supercoach, uh, I got pick five, which I don't mind because it's kind of in the middle. There's ten of us. Yeah. If you had pick one, it is in the middle. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, three had, strikes. <laughs> three strikes in one segment. Sorry, go. If you had pick one in your Supercoach draft, who would you take? In terms of fantasy wise, or just players overall? No, just fantasy wise. So you got to think about um, obviously defenders, rucks, mids. Can't just be the best player because what if rucks all run out in the first thirty picks, or if all the defenders are gone? Strategic. Hmm. I feel like Rory Laird would have to be up there. Um, has heap of tackles, high possessions. I'm not sure how he actually goes in super coach. Um, you're probably better off answering that question than me, to be honest. Well, I'll go with mine because I won't get the um, first pick in our league and someone in front of me is probably already going to take him. But I reckon Josh Dunkley because he's a forward. Is he a yeah, forward? He's a yeah, forward. So that's where you've got to be sneaky in your drafting. Um Roy Laird, I think he's just a mid. So there's heaps of mids out there. So, like, it's probably better to get a Ruckman or a... Uh, well, every team's got one Ruckman. There's 18 teams. There's only 10 teams in our league. So I think a, a Ruckman could probably wait. But it's more about the defenders and the forwards because there's not too many um, of them when there's heaps of mids. And you don't really want to take key forward because, you know, how they're up and down. Like, yeah, they might have, you know, 130 and kick seven, but then they might have 30 yeah. so the like- next week. Yeah, like maybe a Heaney, maybe a Connor Rosie. Yeah, or... forward mids are really good, and so are defender mids, but there's not too many of them. Bloody good insight, mate. You should have your own SC insight episode. Watch me come last in the draft now. <laughs> <laughs> You've just given everyone the tips for the season. I love it. Um, I reckon we'll go to a break and we'll wrap it up with the votes and maybe an infamous quiz to finish it off well, right. after last week. So, boy. <laughs> Back for the Fraud Award times now, plus the MVP. Can't forget those. Hicksy, you want to read aloud where we're up to, mate? We're about how many? What, four or five episodes into yeah, the I season? Yeah, so. um, Total them up again, and we'll go with the MVPs. Australia's still on top. Um, they could jump again after their good performance last week. Yep. Um, Damian Lillard has shot up the rankings after his hot 71. Yep. Uh, we've got on three votes, equal uh, Djokovic, Lakers, Harry Kane, and Tom Brady. Um, don't see Tom Brady moving all that much on that. St. Kilda uh, rocketing up. I believe they'll get a few more this year. Uh, Steve Dank is still holding on there. Jake Paul and Chelsea have jumped back in. Steve Dank should be on there for the rest of time, I reckon. Um, but I will give everyone an update. There is going to be some big movements um, after looking at the votes. So... Without further ado, um, the SC faithful votes, which are out on the social media, so don't forget to vote. One vote goes to Liverpool this week, um, 7-0 against Manchester United. Bad luck, lol. Two votes goes to Nikola Jokic. Talked about him earlier. Fantastic year. 
And three votes goes to John Bone Jones for um, his return and um, the way that he did it. So well done there. Uh, the fraud award for the faithful one vote goes to St Kilda. Um, it was that hard to get into the ground to get a drink and then no shit, you go to leave there and they've got a pokies out the front of where you go to leave and um, I accidentally got trapped in there for like four <laughs> hours. So that's why you're getting a vote for today. Um, two votes goes to the Roosters. They got done by the Nomad Dolphins, supposed to be premiership favourites, and I reckon they are every year. Not that I follow NRL that much, but not a great start, losing by 10 points. And three votes goes to our SC MVP winner from last year, Ja Morant. Oh, jeez. Sounded like a little bit like uh, Andrew Demetrio there with the votes. <laughs> and three, three votes. Ja Morant. <laughs> Wouldn't be Jay Brophy, that's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. Maybe on the fraud side. <laughs> um, MVP time now. One vote goes to the Knicks. Like I said, I think they've won a fair few in a row. Uh, Julius Randle hit that buzzer beater the other day, which got the bang, bang. So you know it must have been a <laughs> it must have been a pretty good commentary. <laughs> Two votes goes to the Nomad Dolphins. Fantastic start. Love the Dolphins. And three votes goes to my boys, the Reds, Liverpool, with Mo Salah actually taking over the all-time scoring record with 129 goals for Liverpool in the Premier League. So, well done there. Fraud award time. Um, one of them. Do you want to give one? You want to give these out? Yeah, I'll give them out. Uh, one vote to Todd Murphy's son, Virat Kohli. Uh, I don't think he scored 100 in over two years. Um, Corey made that comment in one of our inboxes. Um, he's just a fuckhead, really. So that's why he gets a vote. Do you reckon he just gets on his name? That's why he's still playing. Was, or oh, he's still playing because it's him. Um, he can turn it on, obviously. He's a great player, but I love seeing him not perform, and he would hate it too. Yeah. He holds himself so high. Probably won't get him on the pod now, but yeah. yeah well, good. Um, <laughs> two votes, Man United, touched on before, um, smoked by Liverpool, and three votes. He's gone for six votes of fraud this week, Jar Morant. Wow. Uh, what a fall from grace. Um, obviously winning the prestigious award from last year to skyrocketing up to nearly the lead on the fraud award side. so That's what happens when you're glocked up, I guess. Yeah, you? watch this space uh, for the Comancheros near recruit. <laughs> um, we were going to do a quiz, but last week absolutely bombed. So thanks for tuning in this week. Um, nice, short, sharp episode, but the big 50 next week. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure you tune in for that. I've got to, I've got to organise something. It's going to be big. Book out the deck. Yeah, book out the deck. We'll sort it out. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And... Um, Yeah, more to come soon. See you same time next week.